Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It's Thursday, November 12th. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And uh, we have got the College Football Week 11 guide right here in your pocket. Goodness gracious, lots to discuss. But, uh, but Chris, kind of a dud week, right? Yeah, we lost so many big games. And and there weren't any you know massive games anyway, but it, some of the more interesting ones with the bigger teams... Um, it got got docked, so you know we, we're we're having to make do with what we got. Uh, there is still a full slate, so we're gonna go over the whole thing. But before we do that, go over to winningcureseverything dot com. That is the website. All of the picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc., are over there. You can subscribe and watch the live show on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Periscope every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We are on SBR. That's right. SBR Picks is the YouTube page. You can go search for it at YouTube. Uh, very simple to do. But subscribe to the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. We are on there Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tuesday shows are at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Those are the deep dives. And then Saturday morning is the closing line show. Uh, we also have our articles up over at sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. So if you want to see what our picks for the weekend are, Go and check that bad boy out right over there. Um, did I miss anything? Oh, the, the podcast. Hey, this is a podcast exclusive. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you review the podcast over at Apple and whatnot. But we are on all of your favorite apps. Go get that thing downloaded. We're on Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever, Overcast, you know, iHeartRadio, all those things. We are everywhere that you could possibly want to be. So make sure you are subscribed, that you that you heart the thing, that you like it, that you review it, that you share it out with your friends, you tell everybody about it, all that good stuff. All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty of the week. And we will start, you know, it's Thursday. We've already gotten through the MAC portion of the week. There's only one game on Thursday night. Now, obviously, there's always an NFL game, but we have got a Mountain West game on Thursday, Colorado State and Boise State. And, dude, have you seen the injury list for Boise? Yeah, it's uh, it's getting it's getting rough out there. It, I mean, they got dudes... Like, at every position, it feels like out on defense. And then we don't know who's going to play quarterback because we don't know what's up with Jack Sears. We don't know what's going on with Hank Bachmeyer. Um, we we have no idea what's going to happen with Boise. So, they are two touchdown favorites at home, but that don't necessarily mean anything when you're missing a whole bunch of dudes. So, we'll see what happens on FS1 uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time. That's, uh, that's the Thursday game. Friday, let's move into that. We got uh, we got the battle for I-80. Is that it down in Florida? Oh, I got no idea. <laughs> we don't we don't have a battle for anything with these two damn schools. Florida Atlantic and Florida International. It's Willie Taggart going up against uh, uh, Butch Davis. And, you know, that's a 6 p.m. Central Time game on CBS Sports Network. It, most years, that's at least somewhat interesting. This year, neither one of these teams has played enough games, and neither of them can score. Like they are. Yeah, this terrible. is. I, I I was gonna be ugly. I guess I still will be ugly. This is the the has been against the uh, never was. That's kind of what it feels like. I mean, it's just Willie Taggart was supposed to be a thing, and and just never became it. Butch Jones, Butch Davis, Butch yeah. Jones, Butch. <laughs> da- he was a never was also. Uh, uh, Butch Davis uh, used to be a thing many 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 moons ago. You are correct about that. And now, of course, uh, things tend to be trending in the wrong direction with Florida Atlantic. Uh, we've got two other games that night. Iowa at Minnesota. Now, that one could get interesting. It's it's at TCF Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. I, I tend to think Iowa is the significantly better team, although the first two games of the year, they didn't really look it. Uh, you know, if they can keep from turning the football over, they can do to Minnesota what they did against Michigan State, and that was a 49-7 win last week. So, we'll, we'll see... What happens there on FS1, that's 6 p.m. Central Time. 
And then another game, East Carolina at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, number seven ranked team in the country, 6.30 p.m. ESPN2. These are all Central Time, God's time zone, by the way, so uh, adjust accordingly depending on where you are listening from. But this one's going to be from Nippert Stadium. This game was 46-43 to since last year, and now they are 28-point favorites. So I, I think this is another one of those where, you know, Cincinnati is just built to beat these kind of teams, right? I think so. I mean, I, I you know. I believe so. I, at some point in time, I think the the line's just getting really big. I think they'll destroy these teams, but I also don't know if they're just going to keep pounding it when it gets late. Yeah, that's that's what I'm curious about. So we'll we'll see if it's anything uh, reminiscent of last season with that 46 to 43 ball game. But I don't I, think I that's going to happen at all. I tend to doubt it. I tend to doubt it. So, but you never know. I mean, they were they were 17 point favorites last year, and it came down to a field goal. So. We shall see. Let's move on to Saturday, and let's jump into the noon time slot. And we got a lot of games in the noon time slot. Uh, Miami heading to Virginia Tech. We talked about that quite a bit on our SBR show on Tuesday, so you can go over and watch that, but that one's going to be at Lane Stadium. Weird line stuff going on there, of course. But uh, but that it, I think it's going to be an interesting game. There's a reason it the is, line is only two points. You know, It is Thursday, and it is still 100% of the action on Miami and has not moved off the line that it opened at. That's it. I mean, that, they, that, that is just telling you the house has has definitively picked a side. Yes, they are all over Virginia they, Tech. And, every sports yeah. book in the country and offshores has drawn a line in the sand and said we are taking Vatech to win and cover this game. No, I think uh, I think you were right about that. Indiana at Michigan State is on ABC at eleven a.m. At this another interesting kind of kind of spot here. You know, Indiana, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, I'm, I'm curious. It's in East Lansing. They, so, go ahead. Looking at, looking at this game a little bit, Michigan State in the two losses, they got beat to death in those two games. But in those two games, they also have ten turnovers in those two games. Yep, if they don't turn and the ball over. If they don't turn the ball over, this game's going to be more competitive. And this is a sandwich game for Indiana. You know, they're coming off a big win against Michigan. And and that was an emotional game, seeing as the fact that we didn't know Michigan was a dead dog playing. And uh, they, they hadn't beaten them in so long. It was just such a big monkey off their back kind of thing. And then after this game, they got Ohio State, which now will have two weeks to prepare for them. And and I just feel like if there's a letdown spot for Indiana, it's going to be here. Michigan State might be might be the play. Indiana is ranked number ten in the country. Yes, number I do 10. think that their ranking is exaggerated. There, this is a problem of we're ranking them on on laundry only. They have wins over Penn State and Michigan, and that means something to some people. But if both those teams suck then that shouldn't mean shit to anybody. Northwestern is barely ranked in the top 25, and I think they are head and shoulders better than Indiana. I don't know about head and shoulders. But Maybe they, not head and shoulders better. Yeah. Okay, that, that could be a little hyperbole. It could be a little <laughs> excitement. That could be a little, little, I love this team. I think they're better than them, but the laundry they've played isn't as good as the laundry that Indiana's played, and I think that's a little bit of bullshit. I, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree. So, but it, again, what you were talking about, a sandwich spot, yes, 100% here. Yeah. Ohio State next week, you had a big win over Michigan last week. You've already beaten Penn State. You're ranked number 10 in the country. Uh, the Ohio State game next week could possibly be for the East. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be for the East. We all think Ohio State's going to win it. But if Indiana wins it, they would have to lose twice for Ohio State to over, overtake them. And, and there ain't that many games left. So. <laughs> well, there are not many games left, and their schedule isn't – like, they played the tough teams. Like, they've got Rutgers left, and they've got Maryland left, and, like, they've they've got teams that they should be double-digit favors over considerably. So, so here's so, – well, hold on. Here's what Indiana's got left, right? They got Ohio State next week. Yeah. After that is Maryland at Wisconsin and Purdue. Woo! They got Wisconsin on the other side and Purdue? Yep. You got it. Holy cow, that's a tough draw, man. Who did they piss off? Uh, you got me. But uh but yeah, that's that's who they got from the other side. Wow. So, that's brutal, bro. That's brutal. That is brutal. It's uh it's definitely fairly tough. Ohio State, if they were to lose next week to uh to Indiana, they have got Illinois, uh well, Michigan nothing. State, and Michigan. No, they've got the easiest schedule in the country after that. Yep. So 
So, yeah, uh, Ohio State would need Indiana to lose twice, and that ain't out of the realm of possibility. So, either way, uh, yeah. Coastal Carolina at Troy, this is one of those look-ahead spots, like the let-down look-ahead. Where are we um, going to find this game, Gary? It's on ESPN2. Okay, all right, so it's on TV. Yes, it is on TV. I don't have to have a computer to watch it. Nope, Good. you can actually sit back and watch Coastal Carolina and Grayson McCall, the quarterback, and Jamie Chadwell, the uh, the head coach. They are a lot of fun. They play an exciting style of football. At, Troy is, you know, they're a, they're a live dog here. This line opened at 7. What's it up to now, 11, 12, somewhere around there? Yeah, 11 and a half. Or, well, there's a couple places down to 10 and a half. It's okay, still so at 11 all over the place, and then a few 11 and a halves. All right, so it 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 moved down. It's okay. That's that's not too crazy. Um, and I mean, it, you're looking right at fifty fifty right now. There's a world in which the world believes tro- that this is coastal didn't cover last week, and maybe the house is going to start getting a little bit of that coastal money back. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense. Makes sense. So coastal, a lot of fun. Definitely going to be uh, going to be fun to watch there. Middle Tennessee at Marshall on CBS Sports Network. Another nooner. Uh, Marshall is ranked number sixteen right now. I think they should probably be higher. But there's yep. not a whole lot on that resume. They got a, a big win over App State early, early on, and you know, and really nothing since. They've just played a bunch of nobodies and pounded them into the ground. So, and I expect them to do the same thing here. They're what 24 point favorite somewhere around there. Yeah. So no, no doubt. Same thing here. That's the CBS Sports Network game. Uh, Liberty on ESPNU. That, how crazy is this, right? ESPNU for a Western Carolina game. I mean, that is just bananas. So. That's a that's a strange time slot, but uh, you know, Liberty looking ahead maybe to NC State, they will they will still wax Western Carolina. Uh, ESPN Plus has got Army and Tulane, and I think that is going to be a fantastic football game. Uh, Willie Fritz going up against Jeff Munkin, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's down in New Orleans, so you know, Army sitting at six and one right now, chance to get back into the rankings maybe. Uh, Tulane is four and four, and we just never know which Tulane team is going to show up. So, Penn State and Nebraska. This one coming from Lincoln. This one's on FS1 at 11 a.m. And this is an interesting game, if for no other reason than neither one of these teams has a win yet. I just I, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be strange. I mean, this is one of those situations where if Nebraska pulls this off, I mean, we got to really look long and hard at Penn State and what's going on there. It, is this, like, if one of these two teams has not already just quit the season, is this the spot where they end up doing it if they end up getting beaten? I mean, if if Nebraska loses this game, I don't know that I didn't see that coming. Oh, I, absolutely. If, if Penn the, the, State loses. Nobody in the world, nobody in the world saw this happen at Penn State. No, absolutely. But I think, I think many people saw this happen to Nebraska. We're here's, just not Nebraska believers. Here's what, uh, here's what Penn State has after Nebraska. So if they, if they lose this game and they go to 0-4, they got Iowa at home next week. At Michigan, at Rutgers, and then Michigan State. So there is a chance that they could go winless if their boys just pack up the tent and go home. So you gotta you gotta try and get that win here. Uh, Illinois and Rutgers is on the Big Ten Network. That's blah. Wake Forest and North Carolina could be interesting if Wake Forest decides to show up. So we'll we'll see what happens with that one. But that's uh, that's another one of those tobacco road battles. Uh, TCU and West Virginia at 11 a.m. on Fox. I'm I'm kind of surprised that that one is the big noon kickoff. I don't have any idea why TCU and West Virginia, but it could just be because there is nothing else. Like there are no other big games in this uh, in this time slot. So, uh, Vandy at Kentucky, 11 a.m. SEC Network, Gardner Webb and Charlotte on ESPN three, and uh, and then we move into the afternoon slate. Um, South Alabama going to Louisiana. South Alabama started the year with with a little bit of hype, and. That is significantly falling off. They scored six points against Coastal last week. Uh, do you think they give Louisiana any kind of fits here? Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't think this team is very good. And and so I, you know, they started out with a lot of hope, but um, and, and they looked know, that good. Hope, in that, some had, that hope hadn't amounted to anything. Now the only difference is, is Louisiana hasn't really beaten anybody badly. Yeah. They played everybody close. Will they play another close game? Uh, Louisiana, so they are back in the top 25 now. They are sitting at number 25. If they win this game, they've got Central Arkansas and Louisiana Monroe the next two weeks before they play at App State on Friday, December 4th. Like, that is going to be a whale of a ball game. So, App State has got to deal with, by the way, 
Uh, they're sitting at five and one, and they've got Georgia State this week. But App State, listen to what their schedule has to go through at the end here. They play Coastal Carolina next week on the road. They play Troy, Louisiana, and then at Georgia Southern on December twelfth. I mean, that is. I, a, I don't think they'll have problems with Troy and Georgia Southern, though. That's the problem. Is I don't. I don't think those are going to be issues. The the fact that getting by Marshall as a non con game. And uh, well, not even getting by having to play Marshall, they lost that game, and then having to play Coastal. That those are App State's played a, a pretty tough schedule. And just to let you know, App State has lost the last two years to Georgia Southern. That's so. fine. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> They're still the better team, Gary. Uh, that's that is the one thirty game, by the way. Georgia State and App State. Um, that's on ESPN Plus. FS two has got Fresno State and Utah State. First game for Utah State without head coach Gary Anderson. Kind of curious what's going to happen there. A lot of. A lot of people betting on Utah State this week against Fresno State. I tend to lean Kalen DeBoer. I like uh, I like the Bulldogs a lot here. UTEP at UTSA. That is uh, the dregs of the schedule. It's on ESPN+. Plus. North Texas and UAB. It looks like that one's going to be on stadium. UAB quietly having a really good year again. Well, yeah, they've only lost the Miami game. Well, no, no, no. They, I mean, they're 4-3. They, uh, they've they lost their last two uh, twenty-four to twenty to Louisiana, and then thirty-seven, thirty-four in oh, overtime. I knew, I knew yeah. they lost to Louisiana. Sorry, I knew that. What other but, game did they lose? Uh, Louisiana Tech and Louisiana. So, oh, I didn't know they lost to Tech. I guess it's yeah. It was it was in overtime. Attention. Yeah, it was in overtime. So I missed but they, that. But they've got North Texas, UTEP, Southern Miss, and Rice to end the season. Uh, looks like this will be another eight and three year, and and if things set up, they are number one right now in the CUSA West. Well, I was just about to say. I mean, the two big non-con losses are. are a little understandable, yep. and then and then in conference they've you know they've lose in overtime, nominated. yeah, lose in overtime at Louisiana Tech. I mean yep. that's totally fair, totally fair. But you know another surprisingly pretty good year. So if Bill Clark just gets it done, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just he's just the model of consistency. Notre Dame and Boston College. That one from Chestnut Hill, two thirty p.m. ABC. Uh, this is you know I I don't think this is a look ahead spot for Notre Dame. Now this is. Hey, can we can we still show up to play after such an emotional high? Yeah, I think this is definitely. I mean, I think Notre Dame is, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think the rest of the season is just take a breath, win in advance, win in advance, win in advance. We, you, you got one game left on the schedule. You got to focus on and worry about. That's that's North Carolina. I think they match up well with North Carolina because North Carolina does one thing great, and what's that, Gary? Run the football. What does Notre Dame just completely drop the toilet seat on? They don't allow teams to run the football. They don't allow <laughs> teams to run the football. Correct. Correct. They just don't allow it. And yep. and that is going to be a fantastic matchup. Up until that game, Notre Dame's focus needs to be don't get got. Win yep. in advance. Win your don't, don't style points. Don't worry about Don't try to get guys hurt. If you get up, sit on your lead. And, and and just win in advance. Now, you are correct about that. USC at Arizona, that is the Fox game at 2.30. Um, USC from here on, you know, they, they got Utah next week. But other than that. Like, that Utah team's not their shell of themselves. I'm, just, I'm, I'm curious of what they're going to look like. I hate we didn't get last week's game to see what they would look like. Because they, you're they talking got so many about guys a team yeah. that's, that's lost a lot, but they also didn't return a lot either. I mean, all of the best players in Utah history – just just left that team for the NFL. Yep, you are correct. That is not a team that just reloads dudes that are going to play on Sundays. And and we've seen just young, inexperienced players. I, there's no reason USC should not moonwalk to an undefeated season. If uh, if they do, well, we'll we'll bring this up here in just a little bit when we when we talk about playoff stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm curious about this. I'm very curious because of the brand. Uh, Southern Miss at Western Kentucky. 2.30 p.m. CBS Sports Network. Uh, that is just the that, – that should let you know. Like, CBS Sports Network had to air that game. Uh, ESPN 3 has got Rice at Louisiana Tech. South Florida at Houston on ESPN 2. Texas State at Georgia Southern on ESPN 3 at 2.30. Uh, Louisville and Virginia could be an interesting game on ACC Network at 2.30 p.m. Now, like, these are two teams that, you know, ain't got a ton of wins, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they, there are playmakers and – you know, well-coached teams, I guess. Louisville is two and five. Virginia two and four. At basically, you're trying to stay out of the cellar here, right? I think so. So it's it's two coaches that we really like, but this has not been a, a kind year to them. I'm really shocked at Satterfield. The year Satterfield's had at Louisville, 
because of how well he did last year, I feel like they've taken a massive step backwards and that can't be because they lost talent. That has to be coaching. I I don't know if it's yeah, it's definitely not a loss of talent. Well, I'm losing talent, so that's that can't be it. I think last year they surprised a lot of people. I think this year it you know But it, hang on now. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If because last year people you only beat people or played well against people because they didn't know what you were bringing, that that's a damning indictment of who you are as a coach, meaning you're really predictable, and now that everybody has film on you, they're just going to game plan for you and beat the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, yeah, you've got a valid point there. I mean, you, you can't just say, well, they surprised folks last year. Surprise, I played different than you thought I would. Okay, now what about this year? I don't know. I run the same shit. Yeah. That's, I, oh, oh I, I'll, well, I'll we can beat that shit. But before, I, before I trash Satterfield too much, uh, it took Bronco Mendenhall a few years to get Virginia going. I, so I didn't. I didn't expect him to be good last year. I just am surprised he's taken such a big step backwards. I I think this offense looks like a complete shell of themselves with all the exact same players. Yeah, I mean they they so they have their they're very inconsistent. So in in the games where the offense shows up, the defense doesn't show up. Like in, yeah, and yeah. Then, I mean that's. It's just kind of an issue. The, the, the lack of consistency speaks to coaching. And I like Satterfield. I, this is an anomaly. I'm going to give him a pass for this year. If it's inconsistent next year, it's it's him. He was able to beat up on bad teams at App State where he had severely bigger talent and better talent. But now that he's in a conference where the talent is equal or he has lesser talent, if if it happens two years in a row, it's on him. The last game of the 2.30 time slot, Colorado at Stanford. That one's on ESPN. Uh, don't know what to make of either of these teams. Col- uh, Colorado surprised everybody and beat UCLA last week. Now, UCLA had like five turnovers in that game. So, you know, Stanford giving up points here at home. I don't know how how good Stanford actually is. Like, we'll, we'll just – this is another one of those where we're just going to see, right? Uh, Hawaii at San Diego State at 3 p.m. Uh, that one is another stadium game. And, you know, it's in San Diego. This one should be fun. It's two teams that are 2-1. and one. I, I think San Diego State is the significantly better team. But Hawaii has impressed so far this year. So we will see about that one. Baylor and Texas Tech. Well, this is the bottom of the Big 12. Goodness gracious. This one's on FS1, 3 p.m. It's in Lubbock. Uh, I, I mean, Dave Aranda has had problems this year, man. Yeah, it has not been a good first year for Dave. So, and then, of course, Matt Wells, uh, last, you know, Last week, going for a field goal on on second and four when you're down by eleven, like what what are we doing? Second and four with you know uh, several minutes left in the ball game, like I understand you got to get two scores, but second down with like I mean what? It, try and score, man! What are you doing? It just doesn't make it. And he tried to he tried to justify it to the media. So I don't know what Matt Wells is doing. Like at the I don't think and we the liked job him is too last big. year. We liked this hire. Yes. We thought he did. I thought he over this is a, a, a little bit of a Satterfield thing, but not as great. I didn't have the expectations I have for for him as I did Satterfield. But he he surprised and impressed last year, and just this year a big old step backwards. And it's not that he was great. I mean, they were four and eight last year, but no, but a lot just, of it they've played hard and they played close. And and they fought like hell. They were a tough out every week, and yeah. they're they're just not anymore. They're getting steamrolled. Yes, they certainly are. FS2 has got Nevada and New Mexico. That should be a drubbing. That's at 5.30 p.m. Now we're moving to the evening slate. We've got Arkansas at Florida. So Sam Pittman's going to be out. Barry Odom is the interim head coach for the Razorbacks. Florida, we don't know if Kyle Pitts is going to play. I don't think it necessarily matters. Uh, but I also don't know that Florida is too interested in style points anymore. Like I, the line is is what seventeen and a half or eighteen? Seven, it's seventeen and a half still. That's what it, it opened at seventeen, and it is. Oh, it's actually bumped back down to seventeen now. Okay, across the board. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much seventeen and a half across the board. Um, I I like Arkansas still. I I think this is too many points. I do not. This Florida is literally in Notre Dame spot. Win in advance. You won't play a great team the rest of the year. Get ready for the SEC title game. Win and advance. Don't get cute. Don't get stupid. And don't get anybody hurt. Yeah, that's uh, you're you're be exactly healthy right. for Bama. That's all you need to be focusing on. Literally, them and Notre Dame need to sit down, have a meeting, and say, "Listen, we got one game in front of us. Get there." Yeah, that's all you got to do. 
That is Notre Dame at least has North Carolina. Florida ain't got that. No, that's a, you. You are correct. Now, Florida. I guess you know. I guess LSU. If that game's made up, I don't think it's going to be made up now because of the weird situation with the Bama game. And even if it is, I would think North Carolina is considerably better than LSU right now. So, yeah, I don't know that that's a comparable comparison. It's really not. It's not. Uh, Arkansas has covered eight straight games dating back to last year. They covered the last two uh, last season and have covered every game. So far, I'm team. telling you, man, they are a machine. And here's the thing. Nobody sees them coming. They got no respect at the beginning of the season. I didn't give them any respect either, so that's fine. It, it took me two games to get on board and say, oh, uh, this is real. Um, the sad thing is nobody's still giving them any respect. Agreed. It, it's really strange. Uh, but I, I do wonder. So it kind of makes me look a little forward to next year, and I don't know that you can really look that's forward impossible. from this season. But it's impossible. It, it does make me wonder, like, are they just playing insanely over their heads right now and in next year I, will be a Satterfield kind of thing? I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't think so. And the reason I don't think that is because both of these coordinators that they hired are good enough to be head coaches at major college football. This is the staff that I, I told you if I got to play athletic director, who would I hire? I, I had a few different people that I would pick for the head coach, but my DC and my OC – were were Kendall and Barry, and they was not close. Now you you are correct about that. So Florida needs to be careful here. They they could feasibly get got. I don't know that Arkansas can score enough points. I think the talent for Florida to get got is is tough. I but I do think Florida uh, Arkansas can can score with them. The Arkansas will score more than Georgia did last week. That I will guarantee you. That's uh that's twenty eight points. We will keep an eye on that. Oregon. Well, Florida's uh, defense is garbage, though. Yeah, uh, that's that is true. Uh, Fox game it, at uh, six p.m. is Oregon at Washington State. This one could get interesting. It's in Pullman. We are looking for possibly snow in the forecast. So those games are always a lot of fun, and you kind of expect it at this time of year up in Pullman, Washington, right? I mean, we're in the middle of November now. So I wonder, I wonder if um, if our boy at Washington State is up. Uh, does the snow help him being ultra aggressive or does it hurt him? Because he does like to take big chances down the field. And I wonder if bad weather hurts him. Well, the run and shoot, like he, he's very much balanced, right? He runs the ball a lot. I know he he runs the ball, but he doesn't run the ball with power. There's a difference. And in bad weather, speed doesn't really help you. Power does. And Oregon's going to be considerably bigger and stronger in the trenches. That's that I would I would lean Oregon here. I mean I so. would too. I would too just because the talent difference. But you know you know. But if the I, weather you know, ain't like that bad. Cooks. Oh yeah, I know. I, hey, we both love Rolovich. Like we I both mean, love Rolos. Him. Rolos are guy. But he, he, I I almost wish this was a a crisp fall night of you know forty five degree weather, forty degree weather, no wind, clear skies, real pretty. I'd give them a fighting chance because then they could use their speed and his. Big play down the field. That's why he he's balanced, but he's balanced because he takes big chances with those passes. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, 6 p.m. game on ESPN two. This is a big one. SMU at Tulsa. Winner of this game has a really damn good shot of going to the AAC championship game to face off against Cincinnati. So Tulsa SMU still has only to have the one conference win a uh, loss. That's it. They okay. are seven and one. Have they played USC yet? UCF. Uh, they do not play UCF in the regular season. Okay, then that's that's why I was about to say UCF only has the the two losses. Why? How the math work out on that? Okay, they just it, don't play them. Yeah, they don't play them. SMU is seven and one. They are currently second in the American. That's a game um, we needed to get. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun this year. Uh, I mean, the Memphis SMU game was was a little bit of a letdown. Memphis UCF game was awesome though. I, I think the UCF SMU game would be awesome. I I agree. Uh, they so, SMU still has Houston and East Carolina left on the schedule. They That's should it. roll through those if they get through Tulane. I mean, uh, Tulane, Tulsa. Tulsa. There's too many damn T <laughs> T teams. No, you you're right about that. ESPN three has got Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech. Uh, it's at Bobby Dodd Stadium. That's another one of those where the line kind of stinks. It's been sitting at six and a half uh, in favor of Pittsburgh, but you know we will see what happens there. Wisconsin at Michigan is the ABC six thirty p.m. game. Don't know what to make of uh, of Wisconsin. Don't know what to make of Michigan. I mean, I, I think that Michigan is really bad. Uh, they could not run on 
Indiana last week, so I don't believe that they will be able to run on Wisconsin. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. We thought Michigan was really good in that first week against Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota sir. has uh, has ended up looking not great. This is why you need two oh. weeks and not just one. And and maybe maybe three weeks. Sometimes. Well, yeah, no, no. The more data points, definitely, but one week is impossible to get any real information about anybody. So we we don't um, know who's playing for Wisconsin. We got no idea. Well, I was just about to say, man, if there's there's any way Mertz is playing, this is going to be a bloodbath. And even still, like, you know, Mich- I, I think that Wisconsin will still be able to run the football on Michigan, but Wisconsin wasn't even really able to run the ball on Illinois. No, I'm not worried. I, I, I'm I going to tell you this. If Mertz doesn't play, I, I would bet everything I got on the under. Uh, yes, most certainly. And it, but, it might be the under These two anyway. teams aren't getting to 55 because Wisconsin's defense is really good. And uh, Michigan's defense has done well against the run. And I don't know that a fourth. Now, they are god-awful against the pass. But I don't know that a four-string quarterback, they got to be good enough to slow that guy down. You make them so. make mistakes. Yeah, uh, you, you would think so. I, mean, you, I just assume that Wisconsin is not going to trust him to throw much unless he's on. So, I, you know, I just feel like both these teams are going to run the ball, try to play good defense, and we're going to end up with a, you know, a 12 to to six ball game and it's going to be awful to watch <laughs> you might be right about that but 55 points 54 points we're not kidding there man these, no. these dudes these dudes could play 12 quarters we ain't getting to 55 no, i think i think you're right about that um moving on from that so hey i forgot uh the big 10 network game got switched we talked about this before we went uh before we started recording northwestern and purdue this is from west lafayette it's the big 10 noon or big 10 uh, uh network game it was at 6.30. It has been bumped back to 4 o'clock because Ohio State-Maryland got canceled. So they, they swapped the times around, but that is that is going to be a very, very interesting game. It's still Big Ten Network, though. They didn't get changed the channel. Nope, still Big Ten Network. Okay. So, and it's, you know, it makes sense. Purdue, their best defensive lineman is out. Rondell Moore is still going to be out. Uh, yep. Questions about David Bell, I think. Did I see somebody? Oh, no, surely not. Did we? If, it, Bell doesn't, if Bell doesn't play, this is going to be a disaster. Did I did I see that in our group chat? I did our not see that. Guys? I saw the linebacker get get reported out, and that's the only thing I saw. But I drove a ton, and I missed a lot of communication. I jumped in when we were. I was bitching about Pluisic later. That's it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing. No, maybe not. Okay. I'm about to say I haven't heard anything or seen anything about Bell. If they don't have Bell either, that this gonna get ugly. This is going to get real ugly. That's, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the uh, the injury report. Don Best does a really good uh, job of yep, keeping up with the yep. injury report. Be- best Best is the best place to find that stuff. They do a great job at it. Let's see. So, Purdue right now, I do, they do have a lot of guys out. I mean, they just their their injury list is absurd. Um, and they got a lot of wide receivers out. Rondell Moore still going to be out. Um, let's see. Mershon Rice, he's out. Uh, let's see. Linebacker's out. The defensive end is out. Uh, got a couple of offensive linemen that are going to be out. Uh, let's see, a running back, King Dory, uh, has been unavailable last two games. He is not going to be suiting up for this one. We got two more wide receivers that are not going to be playing. Uh, and Tyler Coyle, the uh, the linebacker, he he's just been injured all year. So, they, I mean, their their injury list is absurd. Yep. So, yeah, it, nothing about David Bell. So, I, I must have read that incorrect. But either way, yeah, if they didn't have Bell, that, that was going to be a major league problem. No, Major yeah, league problem. They don't have Bell. You, you you can you can take that minus three ticket that we got to the bank. Yep, you got that correct. Temple. You know that line's gone down though. Has it's it two and a half across the board? Hey, I'll take that too. Yeah, I, I'm, too. A, I'm gonna go bet it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Temple at UCF. Uh, it's at the bounce house in in Orlando. It's six thirty p.m. ESPNU at UCF. Man, it, it's so funny. They got they're still a fun team to watch, but man. You got two losses on them, and people dropped off that bandwagon quick. Like, there was nobody interested in them anymore. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them the rest of the way. They still got to play Cincinnati. Um, But I wonder how quickly people get back on that bandwagon if they find a way to beat Cincy. All right. Call call me when that happens. Florida. I mean, I mean, a lot of people would get on a bandwagon if they could beat Cincinnati. Now you you got a you got a point there. Florida State at NC State at six thirty p.m. on ACC Network. Um, Florida State, man, Tamori and Terry, he's out now. 
for the year. Like he he's opted out, but they they don't call it opt out. He's just no longer with the program. Yeah, uh, he's getting ready for the NFL. Um, Marvin Wilson, their best defensive lineman, he is out now. He's going to go ahead and have a surgery that needed to be done before the NFL draft next year, and he's going to be a first round guy. Like just bottom line. Uh, on top of that, you got uh, James Blackman, the quarterback, that has said, you know what, I'm done. He's going to be a graduate transfer somewhere else next season because he just ain't playing anymore. Like, Chubba Purdy is back now. He's getting to play. Jordan Travis is still playing. You know, it, it, Florida State, like, they just got guys bailing all over the place. So, you know, I would have to lean NC State here because that just looks like a team that just does not care anymore. Yeah, I mean, the the problem with that is that number's getting big. The number's getting real big. It opened at seven, right? It opened at seven and a half. It's at ten now. Yeah, that sounds about right. So once once they lost a bunch, I mean, of those I do dudes. think the line is is right. I thought the line was a little short, knowing all the chaos that we knew was going on at Florida State. But it, you know, yeah, a lot of it's a lot of line movement. Now you have got that right, NC State man. They are they are secretly, you know, they're four and three. And listen, they got FSU, Liberty at Syracuse, and Georgia Tech left. Like this, this is a team that that could end up eight and three. Like I, I don't think it'd be that big of an upset for them to beat Liberty, but you know, it, it's it, going to be a fun game. Oh, it most certainly is. But yeah, you you got a chance to win all four of your last four games, and you know, only losses on the season would be to uh, to Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and Miami. Like go eight and three. That's not bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, every everybody that's in school, every booster there would would take that. You have got that right. Uh, let's see a few more games here. South Carolina at Ole Miss, six thirty on SEC Network. One of the only SEC games being played this week. And yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm curious about this. Like has has the team just quit on Coach Boom? Like I, that's what it felt like last week. I mean, this is another place where the they just had the line wrong when they opened it. It's, this one opened at 7. It's now 11 across the board. Yeah, I, I think it was just completely wrong. Uh, I, South Carolina does not have the horses to be able to keep up in this spot. Well, well, I think this line is made with laundry. Nobody is respecting Ole Miss for being as good as they are. Yeah, and it's not that I they're mean, great, I mean, but it, it, no, this no, is a well, matchup. I mean, you, you say that. That offense really is great. I mean, that offense went tit for tat. Every step of the way with Bama, Bama made them punt one time. Agreed, but in in the same, you know, they they held right there with Auburn, right? They yeah. they well, got they were they. I mean, they beat Auburn. They beat Auburn. That that win was taken from them. They lost at Arkansas. They lost against Florida. Um, the the, the Florida it. game. The Florida game was the first game of the season, and and I don't think anybody was ready for what Florida was bringing to the table offensively. The Arkansas game is the one game they got their butt whipped. UNLV at San Jose State, that is 9.30 p.m. on FS2. An interesting game there, if only because San Jose State looks really damn good right now. Yep. So, uh, Cal at Arizona State, that one's on ESPN2. That's a 9.30 p.m. game as well. It's in Tempe. It's in Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, Herm Edwards and the boys look pretty good last week. Cal, you know, I, they, they've got the horses to be able to compete in that division. However, it, they've had to move locations just to have a season. Like, they, I don't know what to expect from this team. And we still don't know if they're actually going to play this game this week. Like, it's Thursday. They may cancel this thing on Friday. So, yeah. I, if I we get it, this will be the game I'll be watching Pac-12 after dark. This will be my late night my, my, my late night game that it, I'll be on. It could literally be like a 13-7 to 7 ball game. Yeah, but I, I, like, I like Herm. I like Arizona State. I'm, I, I mean, that's the only reason I'm watching. I love Wilcox. That's that's not true. I love Wilcox. I just, I just don't think they're. I don't think their offense can score. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. And their their defense is always good. Now they are they are losing a lot of guys on defense, but yeah, they're going to be they're going to be inexperienced. We've seen inexperienced defenses fall apart, but most of those inexperienced defense aren't. The head coach is not as good of a defensive mind as Wilcox. You have got that right. Uh, two other Pac-12 after dark games. We got Utah at UCLA. That one's on Fox at 9:30 p.m. And I, I mean, it's at the Rose Bowl. I don't trust UCLA, and Utah is going to have a bunch of dudes out. So yep. I, I don't know what to make of that one. I, mean, I, I think that game's going to be bad football to watch. I, I at least think if we get Cal Arizona State, those are two well coached football teams. Not that Utah's not well coached, but I just think it's going to be bad football. You know, Fox has got a quadruple header for college football on Saturday. 
Oh, really? They, they got the big noon kickoff. You know, I knew they, that. They got yeah. that, TCU, West Virginia. Then at 2.30, they got USC, Arizona. At, uh, let's see, at 6 o'clock, they got Oregon and Washington State. And then at 9.30, they got Utah, UCLA. Wow. A lot Look of at fun. Fox. Fox going hard, hard, hard up against uh, CBS and the Masters. You got that right. Uh, Oregon State at Washington is the last game of the night. It's on FS1. It's a 10 p.m. Central Time kick, uh, 11 p.m. on the East Coast. And, you know, well, I don't know what to make either one of these either. Oregon State got whipped up by Washington State last week. And Washington, you know, uh, who knows? They didn't get to play last week. I mean, it, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's going to be in Seattle. So, uh, we did have multiple games canceled or postponed this week. Alabama at LSU. Ohio State at Maryland. Uh, Texas A&M at Tennessee, Georgia at Missouri, Auburn at Mississippi State, Memphis at Navy, Air Force at Wyoming, and UL Monroe at Arkansas State. Uh, the Air Force game has just been canceled. The Ohio State-Maryland uh, game has been canceled. Alabama at LSU, there is not a spot on the schedule to be able to move it yet. However, Greg Sankey has been on a media tour here the last few days, the commissioner of the SEC, and he said that they are working to get every single game played. They are not in the business of canceling games. So I would guess that means that they are going to adjust some schedules, but they have not done that to this point. So I'm I'm curious. I would tend to think that they will move around. It, if they have the possibility to, I think they'll probably move Alabama LSU to next week and then start moving some games around, and LSU will end up be playing, or they'll, they'll be playing on December 19th, which is the day of the SEC championship game the same way that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and whoever else are going to be doing it. So, still going to be a lot of football on December 19th. It just may not be uh, a bunch of bowl games. So, so that is our viewing guide for the weekend. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With that said, you want to start us off with uh, who's got the most to lose this week? Yeah, I think the team that has the most to lose is Notre Dame. Man, that's uh, that's the first one that I wrote down here. I think that's clear and obvious. I think they have a date with North Carolina in which I think they are going to be the better team from top to bottom in that game. And, and I believe they will win that game. And then they've got round two with Clemson. That's I, I had Notre Dame against BC. But if they lose this game, man, it, it's it's going to be hard. And if they go one and one against Clemson, they still got a real good shot at getting that fourth spot in the playoff. I, I they, they lose this game, it's out. It's over. Yes. It, it's going to cost them a playoff spot, no question. Yes, you are correct. Now they could still if they if they beat Clemson twice, obviously they'll still be in. But yeah, they would have to beat North Carolina, have to beat Clemson, and then then they're I think they're in. But it the road gets harder if you if you drop it's a, one. It's here. a big it's a big ask. They got the most to lose. Uh, the other ones I had were uh, Miami against Virginia Tech. Miami still in the hunt. Nah, they're no, still they're number not. nine. No, they're not. There's, you know. there's no world in which Miami's going to the playoffs. I agreed, but. You know, say say Notre Dame loses, say you've got some, you know they they really it it hurt them to have Notre Dame win, but yeah. you know I mean it, say some crazy stuff happens they're still sitting there with one loss like they they got a shot here but it, they they have to be able to beat Virginia Tech and you know there's no guarantee they can do that obviously the house is on the side of Virginia Tech so is what it is and then I've got Indiana because you know it next week sets up for for the East basically so. And Indiana still got some tough games, and that's why I put Notre Dame one. Yeah, so. I was about to say Indiana. They've they've got such a big road ahead of them. It's it's hard to have them there. 
at the most to gain this week, I I had some difficulty finding who had the most to gain. So um, I did not. I found this one easy as well. So I, I put Arkansas here. And okay. the only reason why I put Arkansas is because, you know, you can continue this uh, – this respect thing, right? Like you, you just keep this thing going. If you get a, it, this, this could be your shot at a, uh, a signature win, even without Sam Pittman, like this, this would be a program builder, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, but you're, you're asking them to beat a team that they're a 17 and a half point underdog with. I think any team that's a 17 and a half point dog to somebody, if they win that game, it's a massive, massive thing to them. Agreed. Okay. So, so that, so that's a, that's a little tough to say. The team I think I've got has two the others. Most, I want to see if if they match. Go ahead. I I think is uh, Northwestern because if Northwestern wins, Northwestern is in the driver's seat for winning the 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 East the no, Big Ten West. Yeah, the Big Ten West. Um and uh, and and go into the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I had them as my number two. My number three was uh, was Oregon against Washington State because if if Oregon beats Washington State, and we think that you know Washington State could give them fits, right? No, 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 like, no. I mean, if this is another one of those situations where if Washington State wins that game, it's a massive upset. Agreed, but it, it's it, most to if if Oregon wins, this is the last real test, I think. Um, well, yeah, but USC has the same thing. At last week was yeah. if if they win, they're moonwalking to an undefeated season. Yep. So the rest of the Pac-12 sucks. Oregon's got uh, UCLA, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington at the end of the schedule. So we will see about that. I've got three. No, I'm sorry. I got four different options for the G5 game of the week. Um, it, I mean, is it is it as simple as SMU at Tulsa? Well, yeah, I think that's the I cl- I think that's the clear answer. There's one sneaky game I've got that I think fun to watch. Um, could be exciting. And, I, and go ahead, go ahead. Tell me, tell me yours. And I'll, I'll give Army you Tulane. That's the, that's the second one on my list. I think it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. I really I think do. That, I'll tell you this: it's going to be more fun than SMU Tulsa because if Tulsa wins that game, that game's going to be slow and it's going it's going to be boring because that's how Tulsa's going to play. If SMU comes in and dominates, SMU's going to score all over the field and and it's going to be a lopsided football game. It won't be a lot of fun to watch. I I I think this game is going to be close, and I. Both of these teams have kind of been so erratic all year. I mean, there's there's just a really good chance that this is going to be a good, fun, close game. Yes, I certainly think that. I certainly think that. Uh, the other two that I had were uh, Coastal at Troy uh, yeah. as having a possibility of, you know, just a, a fun, interesting game. And uh, in Hawaii, San Diego State, I think, has has the possibility of being fun. So, yeah, I've got all four of those, and, and I completely agree with you. I think if Hawaii can get loose – then that game can be fun if San Diego State just comes in after the 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 loss last week and just smothers them. That game's going to be a snooze job. Yeah, I. So I, it just it, it just, just depends, depends on what yeah. what kind of style we get. I agree with you. All right, let's close out the show and let's talk about playoff options, right? So typically we do the playoff sleepers. Well, we're getting late enough in the season. There's been enough football played, all that good stuff. That I I don't think you have too many sleepers anymore I think there's only a handful of options for the playoffs now and basically what we can talk about is exactly what changed with Notre Dame upsetting Clemson last week because everybody had just penciled in Clemson Alabama and Ohio State and we know that that's not how this thing works every year it it's similar you know you're gonna it, it it'll typically be the SEC champion the Big Ten champion and you know likely Clemson, because you just don't ever assume anybody else out of the ACC is going to be able to do it. But uh, but they brought in Notre Dame this year. Notre Dame's still undefeated uh, all time in conference play. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But uh, so the the Notre Dame win definitely hurt Texas A and M and Miami. Like I I think those are the two that that really and and possibly Alabama in this spot because yes. Alabama you felt like even that with was, the loss to Florida like that they were, was that's what I was about to say the Notre Dame win hurt Bama because if they lose to Florida, they're not just definitely in. Yeah. That is uh that is the but question. Florida now. is definitely in. You are And correct. I'll tell you this, I got no damn clue how you would seed this thing. Oh, no idea. No idea. Like like if Florida has a loss to A and M and and that's, you know, their only loss, but they go in and they beat Bama and they have the rest of their schedule. Like 
where where do we rank these teams if Notre Dame goes one and one against Clemson? Like, how, and then how, and then Ohio State is only like six and zero oh or seven. And yeah, oh. like, yeah. Let's say Ohio State's six and zero oh or seven. Yeah, that's it. Seven and zero, oh. because um, that would be the worst they could do. Is because you got to at least play six games to get into the Big Ten championship. Um, then then yeah, like where do you put who? And who are you leaving out? One and one Clemson, but they're the champ. Uh, one and one Bama, not the champ. I would one assume one. that they would put Clemson as the number one seed. If if Alabama yeah. were to lose to Florida. I uh, would agree with that. I think they would put Clemson because their only loss was on the road in double overtime without Trevor Lawrence and without their I guys think, on defense. And I think Florida would be the number two seed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the three seed would be Notre Dame because they probably don't want a rematch between Notre Dame and Florida for a third time. Yeah, and, and Clemson, and, yeah. And I think Ohio State would get that four seed with seven wins. That's and we'd it. get a rematch of last year's semifinal, which would be awesome. But you you don't want a rematch of a game from earlier this year. Well, you, well so. it, not just a game, a game we've already seen twice. You know what they could, I mean, they could. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that would be the problem with the Notre Dame being the four seed is, is now we're getting Clemson-Notre Dame for a third time. Yeah. That's it. You definitely wouldn't want that. Um, what they what they could end up doing is put Ohio State at two, and Notre Dame at three, and then put Florida at four. Now I'm gonna tell you, if you got a one loss Florida team whose only loss is to A and M, and A and M runs the table, also that that's bullshit right there. I would call bullshit. That's still the SEC is a hell of a lot harder than anybody else's resume. So well, if that's the case, then maybe you put Florida at one. No, you can't. And, and have them play another no, Dame. No, because Clemson, Clemson would be one because their only loss would be without Trevor Lawrence. That would be the justification. 100% Clemson would be number one. I, I just wonder if they would really push towards having an Ohio State-Notre Dame semifinal. Yeah, I mean, think about the ratings. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'd have to screw somebody. You'd have to screw somebody to but, do I mean, that. It, some, somebody's going to be screwed anyway. So, but no, you know. but not in seeding, not in seeding if that's what you get. Now, if Bama wins, then the seeding gets a little bit simpler. Yeah, if Bama wins, you Bama know? will be one. If Bama wins, Bama will be one, and Notre Dame will be four. And we'll get, you know, Ohio State, um, Ohio State, Clemson, and we'll get we'll get two rematches of playoff games that we've seen in the past. Yeah, Bama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, Clemson. I don't think there's a world in which you can get Notre Dame Ohio State, unless Notre Dame beats Clemson twice. If Notre Dame goes undefeated, they're clearly number one. And then you just say, uh, Ohio State, you're four. Well, let's let's not say they're clearly one. They're clearly number one. Well, if they beat Clemson twice, um, there is a, there's definitely an argument for them to be one. But Alabama with wins over A&M, Georgia, and Florida, and undefeated, like I, I think you've got to – Spot to be able to put Alabama at one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was I was still doing the thing where Florida won. Um, yeah, no. If Bama goes undefeated, they're prob- they are probably number one. No, you're probably right. No, no, no. That's not. It's not. A. It's not clearly. And B. I think Bama's way more likely to be number one. And then you could give yourself the Ohio State uh, um, Notre Dame two three game, which would be pretty great for ratings. And uh, and then you know I don't well, know who four. I don't know who four is. It, this would it, so a lot of this at that point would depend on, I guess four. So what what four, you would need four would probably be a And M. If Notre in my Dame, opinion. if Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time, Clemson's out. Clemson is out. Definitively, I, Clemson's out. Yes, a hundred percent. If if you get to that four spot, Alabama beats Florida. Florida Clemson has, has two, two losses. losses. Florida has two. Clemson has two. So those two are done. I think those two are done. You A&M's can, got one. Let's say you get an undefeated USC or Oregon. I, I think I think A&M with one loss gets way better than those two teams with six wins that are seven wins or however many games they're going to have. That I don't think there's any way you can make that happen. You just can't make it happen. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right about that. And there's nobody in the Big 12 that I would put over a one-loss A&M team. I just don't – I think you're going to get an, uh, a rematch of a game. But the nice thing is, is you're getting a rematch of a game that happened week two. Week two. Yeah. So that's a that's a perfect spot for a rematch because if A&M has improved and gotten much better, which they have gotten considerably better, then by then that will be a different game and a great game, and you're not – you're guaranteed to not get an all-SEC national championship. Well, if – so so let's let's talk that hypothetical out. 
if A&M were to get in, then I could certainly see Notre Dame getting the one seed with with the win over Clemson. And and here's why. Uh, if they wanted to get rid of the option for that, a Notre Dame-Texas A&M matchup would do great ratings. It would. And, and Alabama and Ohio State. Would well, do. all four of those teams have massive, massive fan bases. Yes. So there's no combination that'll get you a bad rating. What I think, so I disagree with 90% of the people. Most people say if the two SEC teams play each other in the playoffs, one of them's guaranteed to get in. And we don't want to guarantee the SEC a spot there. I think that's dumb logic because I think we are, if you're not going to just be biased and just be honest, we are better football teams than everybody else in the country. So the probability of one of us getting in is really good. I think it's smarter to make the two SEC teams play each other so they only get one team in, and it's not possible for them to get two teams in. I would rather guarantee a conference a chance at the title than to take a chance that we get a title game where only one conference is represented. Yeah, the, that's, the last that's time... That's the way I look at the logic. 2017, Georgia was the three seed, Alabama was the four seed, Clemson was yep. one, and Oklahoma was two. That's right. And so, you could have justifiably moved that around a little bit because Oklahoma just was obviously massively overrated. Yeah. Um, and 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 we have enough history of Oklahoma being overrated that we could we could have we could have finagled the numbers and made it look like how we needed to look. Well, and Georgia only just, had one I just loss. Think that, and and their loss was certainly better than Clemson's was that year. Oh, way way so way better. You, way better. You could have just put Georgia and Alabama because they had not played yet. Yep, they so, haven't played yet. It's just it's just one of those situations where I. I've always heard the argument, oh, well, you're guaranteed the SEC a spot if you if you make them play each other. Yeah, but the chances of them getting the spot are way better. You've got a better shot at both of them winning their game than both of them losing their game. Yes. And so I, I think I would rather roll the dice on them getting one team in and guaranteeing that no conference has both teams in the title game. Hey, uh, Wisconsin is is sitting at one and zero. They've already lost two ball games. The best that they can possibly do is seven and zero. Yeah, um, and that's well, that's no, where if the Wisconsin goes undefeated and they beat uh, and they beat Ohio State, then then they're in. I think they're hundred percent in. If we get an undefeated big a Big Ten champion, they're getting in. E- even and so, yeah, Northwestern or uh, Indiana Northwestern or whoever, Purdue or or Wisconsin are the only three options. Yeah, in, well, Indiana, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Oh, yes, Indiana, yeah. And so, so if and then, Indiana goes undefeated with that damn schedule, oh, uh, shit, yeah. Yeah, they're getting in, no if, doubt. If, you can't keep them out. I if, just don't see that happening. If USC or Oregon finishes 7-0. and I, th- I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard. It like too. I said, I would take a one-loss A&M team. Now A&M's got to win out. I, I would probably take the two-loss Florida team over them. I think I'd take two-loss yeah. Clemson over them. I, I would certainly do that. I would certainly do that. I just, I just, I just don't see a way that they can get into the playoff. I the, just the can't only, see it, Gary. The only thing that I'm curious about is because I don't think that it would happen for Oregon, but I could certainly see it happening for USC. And that's I can't, only I can't. Based they don't have the, the fan base they used to have. They're not fighting. They're they're just not excited about football the way they used to be. You're talking about a team that wanted to fire their coach last year. Yeah, that's and true. if they win it all, we know it's because they played nobody. Nobody. They didn't have to play the Notre Dame game that they play every year and they get their ass whipped. Like, they, they didn't have to play some of these big non-con games where they just play like shit all the time. Yeah, they didn't have to play Stanford this year. They didn't, I mean, all sorts yeah. of stuff, right? No, no. So, that's just one of those things where there's just no, there's just no way you can do it. I, I don't think. I think the level of competition is so bad that there's no way you could put them in over Cincinnati. I know it's a TV show and Cincinnati and the fan base, but Cincinnati's resume would be a gazillion times better than their resume. A gazillion times. I mean, not measurable by a quantitative thing that we have in, in, on earth. Uh, so that, that is interesting. I do want to bring up the other undefeated teams, right? So Oklahoma State's got one loss. Even if they win out, I still don't think that's going to be enough. Nope, um, they're done. The Big 12's terrible. Cincinnati, BYU, Coastal, Marshall, and Liberty, and none so of Coastal them. So Coastal and Liberty are going to work themselves out. Yep, yep. So that, that right. one of those is going to become, th- those two will become one. Marshall, Cincinnati, BYU, and the winner of that game, and that's if Liberty beats A&M, or, or A&M, App State. 
that's going to be the thing. If if we get a round robin where App State well, beats Liberty, Liberty Co- beats Coastal. Or, Coastal sorry. would have to beat App State. And that's it. Liberty Coastal has loses to App State, but then beats Liberty. It kind of wa- wipes both of those teams off. Um, BYU, Cincinnati, Marshall. I think those teams are, are are finishing undefeated. I think they're so much better than everybody else they have left on their schedule. Um, Marshall just doesn't have enough. You know, they, they, Marshall's schedule is just not it, difficult. Uh, left, left, but they played Louisiana. They played uh, App State. Beat those teams. Well, they didn't play they, Louisiana. They didn't play Louisiana. They, didn't play they, Louisiana. they beat. Sorry. Yeah, they beat App State, but you know we got to see what happens with App State, and and even then. You know, Marshall, like their best remaining game might be in the CUSA championship game against UAB, who yeah. already has three losses. Like, that's I just I don't know if there's enough there to to warrant them a New Year's six game, right? No, no, no. I don't think they're going to get the New Year's six game, but they need to be in the conversation with these undefeated non-con teams or our G five teams. They're really good. They're really, really good. Yeah. And and I'll tell you this: I I would like to be able to see them play some of these some of these other big boy teams. I'd love to see them match up against one of them. Yeah. I, I, I don't know too. if we're actually going to get bowl games, but I want them to match up against a big team, either a good power five team or one of these other undefeated G5 teams. I'd love I wanna, to see I want them to be tested the, because it, I love Doc Holliday. Brett McMurphy over at Stadium is doing the uh, the bowl projections. I don't know how you could even do that. This year. <laughs> I, I, I don't either. Unless you're connected to the people who make the bowls. I guess. And they're just telling you what they want to do because they can do anything they want this year. Well, they, they are saying this year in the Peach Bowl, it is looking more and more likely that if BYU and Cincy finish undefeated, they're those, take them. those will be the two teams that match up against each other. And I kind of hate that. I would love I to see it. the game. I hate it because we want to see those teams play a big boy, but – I also like it because I think both of them are going to show up to prove something. Oh, yeah. And I think if they both show up and bring everything they've got, it's going to be an unbelievable game. I, I will tell you this. It, it guarantees an undefeated season if they both get there. Yes. So, you know, Completely one of them will have an undefeated season, and then we will get to have a discussion. Yeah. So, I'll I buy, like it. I'll, I'll buy a national championship T-shirt for whoever wins. <laughs> I'm down with it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. That is where all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms are located. Make sure you subscribe everywhere you need to be subscribed. The live show is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We do podcast exclusives talking about college football season on Sundays. We do our recap on Thursday. We do our viewing guide and uh, and just the guide to the weekend, which is exactly what we're doing right now. So make sure you are subscribed to that. Go over to the SBR Sports Picks YouTube page, that Sportsbook Review, and make sure you are subscribed over there. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff over there. Uh, subscribe to the channel, all that all that wonderful stuff. We're there on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Saturday mornings. So, um, with that said, I don't guess that... Oh, hey, leave a, leave a nice review on the podcast. Knock that thing out. This is a podcast exclusive right now that you're listening to. So, since you're already in your podcast app, leave a nice review if they got a, a section for it. We would certainly appreciate that. All right, uh, Chris, is there anything else we need to hit for this weekend? That's it, brother. It's kind of a dregs weekend, isn't it? Yep. It certainly is. And next week, hey, have you have you looked ahead to next week? Uh, no. I mean, I know we've got. Uh, I've looked at a little bit of it. Man, we got some ball games next week. Goodness gracious! Do you? I, I know. I know. I know. The bear kind of joked about you know game day going to Coastal App, but if Indiana is undefeated, they got to go there, right? Yes, they are one hundred percent going to be in Columbus if Indiana is undefeated. I think. I think they have to. Yes, I mean, there's there's just no. There's no other way to get around it. Uh, if they end up doing Alabama and LSU next week, not, not that LSU is good, but that's another big time game. You but that would in- be a shame. That would you can't do that to Indiana. Agree. They're only going to have so many options. LSU has not. Des- they just do not deserve game day. That, that that would. I'm an LSU fan. This is my team. That would piss me off. You got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State next week. So Bedlam. You got Cincy, UCF, Liberty, NC State. Yeah, but State. Bedlam don't mean shit this year, man. Wisconsin Northwestern, if both of those are undefeated, and then you got App and Coastal. So you got some big time matchups next week, man. Big time stuff. We can't wait to start looking forward to it. We will do all that over at SBR next week. SBRpicks.com slash NCAAF and over on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. So go check those bad boys out. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get out, of, uh, get out of your hair. We appreciate you guys listening, of course. Share the show, tell your friends about it, all that good stuff. And until tomorrow, Uh, Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and let's cash some tickets. 
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.